Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, venue managers extraordinaire, to the IAVM new podcast series, The Venue Coffee Break. You are listening to Episode 3. Today is Friday, November 4th. Uh, we are your hosts, Alexis Bergen. I am the Director of Event Services at the New Orleans Convention Center, and Shelly Ellis, General Manager of the Visalia Convention Center in beautiful California. So we're going to go ahead and get started. I'm going to throw it to Shelly here. She's going to give an intro of our esteemed guests today and talk about our topic. Yes, thank you, Alexis, and thank you, everyone. We are excited today to um, talk about social media. It is everywhere, and there's always a new tool. And we're excited to have um, Tammy Kolbeck and Holly Bowman with the Iowa State University, proudly managed by VenueWorks, as our guest today. Tammy is the executive director, and Holly is the interim director of marketing. And again, we just can't thank them enough for being on with us. I've had the great opportunity to work with both of them and great um, resource of information. So look them up on LinkedIn, and we're excited to talk social media. It won't and be going away anytime note. soon. <laughs> yeah, and Tammy and Holly, just as a side note, Shelly and I are hoping that you're going to make us more hip by the end of this conversation. <laughs> um, so keep Keep that in mind, okay? Because if you go back a couple podcasts, we 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 don't we don't know much, so we, we need help as well. <laughs> it might be a broken hip for me, but <laughs> we'll get you to be one of the cool kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, just to get us started, I guess um, we'll ask our first question: How do you decide which social media to use? It seems that. Is this part of the overall plan? Is it its own plan? What are your guys' thoughts? Well, this is Tammy. For us, we look at um, social media as being a part of our marketing plan, our entire plan. It's, it's never our only piece of the whole marketing pie, uh, but it's certainly depending on the show, the demographic of the show, which Holly will talk more a little bit uh, about in a moment. But um, from this from the standpoint of an executive director who does um, work in a building where we present our own stuff, um, we look at social media as being uh, an integral part. And knowing the amount of time that it takes to do social media, it's also, I think, important for management to look at that when they're also looking at their traditional media and just the time that your staff has to put into social media. Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned, you know, obviously it depends on the show, and so I'm just curious, and I know this is probably not an easy answer, but Holly, maybe you can speak to, is there sort of a breakdown by demographic or generation, if you will, for Facebook versus Instagram versus Snapchat? Mm -hmm. what, what, what do you think? Definitely. There absolutely is a breakdown as far as demographics are concerned um, for all of those. Um, the one I think that is the most or the furthest overreaching of all the demographics would be Facebook. Um, but I still think that Facebook tends to skew towards an older audience. And those ticket buyers that we really seek to reach through our performing arts series. So Facebook really works well for us and the um, older demographic, 35 plus, 
um, we get great engagement from um, people that, that age and older. Um, Instagram and Snapchat tend to skew a lot younger, especially Snapchat. Um, I think those demographics for that um, go as young as the early teen years, 15, 16, up into the mid-20s. Um, and then Instagram kind of seems to fall for me in between a little bit, um, where everybody's posting wonderful, beautiful, bright pictures, and it's very visual. So Instagram, I think, is a great uh, middle of the road sort of place for photos and things like that. Yeah, and I think but, anecdotally that Instagram does kind of cross over because it's, mm -hmm. because you're able to, you know, from Instagram you, you go directly to um, Twitter and Facebook. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we find too is that people's Instagram followings, at least those that are our uh, fans that we've chatted, that we've gone after, really goes to a more select group of people as opposed to their Facebook page, which publicly mm -hmm. tends to be open a little bit more. So, you know, Facebook is great because of the shares, which we'll talk about right. later, the shares and the like. But you'll see up on your screen, um, we'll talk specifically about a Gordon Lightfoot uh, promotion that we did. And again, demographics were very important. Um, Alexis and, and uh, Shelly, you may not, Greg, you may not even know who Gordon Lightfoot is, um, but uh, for the age group that we had come in, yeah, they, they <laughs> certainly know and uh, love him. So we were specifically looking for a demographic, a female demographic, uh, which in most, um, uh, most times when you look at your analytics, are probably your purchasers, females, you know, mm -hmm. 35 plus, 45 plus. Um, so I'll have Holly run through that promotion that we did. Yeah. Um, yeah, we partnered with a local business here, uh, Creative Spirits Ames. It's a wine and paint venue. And um, we started out um, just connecting and um, putting together a schedule and choosing our photo. We really wanted a nice sundown to paint. So um, we based it, our paintings off of that song, Gordon Lightfoot's Sundown. Um, anyway, so uh, Meg, the gal at Creative Spirits and I, um, promoted through social media. And I think you've got a, a slide or a photo that you could share with our promotional flyer. We posted that on Facebook. Sure. Um, I could share that. Um, not that one. Let me let me get Shelly back into the conversation. Yes, Shelly, they did say wine and painting. I know you got stuck on yeah, wine, but wine catch and up. painting. Catch up. <laughs> so well, Greg, those are on the specific slides we sent you, not part of our Facebook. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so you should have, actually there should be one. Anyway, there's a flyer that we posted um, on Facebook to promote the, promote the event at Creative Spirits. And then we also utilize some free um, marketing uh, opportunities here locally and um, basically just did a lot of boosting and sharing um, just to get the word out. And I think we had about 20, between 20 and 25 participants at our painting event, and I have a photo of that too. Um, 
it was kind of a multi-level promotion. Um, after we were done with the painting event, we posted photos of everyone's pictures and did a best of contest. So just to engage our Facebook users on another level. Um, so people voted uh, for their favorite. So at the event itself, we gave away some, uh, we played Gordon Lightfoot music um, and gave away um, tickets. tickets and all that kind of fun stuff and then had people vote. And the winner um, got tickets and a meet and greet with Gordon, and um, then the 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 picture that's on the webinar right now, Gordon signed all 20. Anybody who wanted their sign, Gordon did sign their photo, there their is. pictures. That's, that's the one I was looking for right there. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So it this sounds like this was a. Oh, sorry. It, it sounds like it was a win-win for everyone, not just you know the show itself and the mm -hmm. ticket sales, but the um, venue that was hosting the painting party and mm -hmm. multifaceted. So I think that's just a great example of working with your community and other businesses. And I agree, Alexis. You know, painting and wine is a great combination. So how can you go wrong? <laughs> well, yeah. I didn't want you to miss that. I, I wanted I didn't want you to miss that. And and I am curious. Then you know, sort of as we gauge success. And Tammy, you mentioned it earlier. We'll get kind of into capturing the analytics. Before that, though, I do want to know, Tammy, what your favorite Gordon Lightfoot song is. <laughs> um, it would be either Sundown or The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. It's a classic. And, and beyond that, I, I can, I, there's one that's got I can't in it, but yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a traditionalist. I like the, if you could read my mind. Uh, yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, if you got you got me. I'm I'm lost. <laughs> that's why I, that's why I brought up the wine, Shelley. I wanted to keep you. <laughs> I would love to ask. I'm not a Snapchat user, and I'm I'm at a convention center, and I'm not sure is that the right tool to use for for us. I'm just not sold that it would really we'd really see a return for our market per se. And so I'd love to hear what your successes have been with Snapchat. We're just getting into Snapchat, and that's because we are a university um, venue. And one of our goals is to um, really uh, integrate with the student experience and, and try to bring them here. So um, we are uh, undertaking Snapchat this fall. It's really our first foray into it. We did not do it last year. We added Instagram. Again, one of the things that we talked about before is how much social media do you do? What channels do you do? And certainly any conferences you go to, any reading that you do about social media, it tells you that you probably can't do it all. Um, that you need yeah. to pick one or two that you can be really good at. Mm -hmm. And so we feel we're 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 really good at Facebook. We're pretty good at Twitter, and we're adding on. We're adding the Instagram and Snapchat has to follow along because of because of who of what we're trying to accomplish here. So in our complex, we do have a conference center, uh, a large theater, and a small theater. And I would tell you we have no plans to probably introduce Snapchat on the Sheeman side, which is our conference center. I mean, we'll have it in case there's weddings here. Perhaps, I mean, you might have people Snapchatting from Sheeman, but for the most part, we are focusing our efforts on um, 
is Stevens and Fisher, mm -hmm. uh, our two theaters. So Holly will just pop in real quick and tell her how we're trying to introduce Snapchat. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to give you just uh, Snapchat 101, if that, <laughs> that works okay. Um, yeah, Snapchat uh, I think is going to, we're looking at using it for pre-sales, announcements, um, just backstage and what's going on around the venue. Um, it's best, I think, for just some really quick, short messages to get out there. Um, we also need to, um, we'll be developing our own Snapchat story and um, tweeting video of our you know, performers and their Snapchat stories too will really help to engage our fans. Um, so I think that'll be really fun. Um, and uh, using a geo filter too for our building, we've worked up. We have one for our building, and um, just need to get that pushed out and going. So it's really nice to be able to have that custom filter, so people can use that um, while they're here, and um, they can. Okay, Holly, my, yeah, hip, yeah. my hip quotient needs to increase here. Yeah. What's the, what do you mean by GL filter? G-E-O-G-E-O-G-O. Oh, oh, like geographic. Got it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, got it. Yeah. Got it. Sorry. See, I told you, you're making me hip by the minute. <laughs> so, so one of the, um, we're lucky enough, and for those of you that are on university campuses that are listening, and those of you who maybe, who aren't, um, perhaps it's an idea if you haven't already done it, is we have a, a pretty active street team. And we're going to be using the street team to kind of introduce Snapchat to the campus. Where um, our plans involve getting a, you know, kind of doing a foam core Snapchat symbol of the ghost, mm -hmm. where you can take your picture in the middle of it, mm -hmm. um, and having that around campus and and working to build our Snapchat following that way. You know, hopefully stories in our in our ISU daily. Um, and telling kind of that story mostly through Twitter, maybe a little bit for, through Facebook, mm -hmm. but probably mostly through Twitter and Instagram. So that's, um, and we're doing the same with Instagram. We've got kind of that Polaroid outline that we'll be using. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll let you know in two or three months uh, how, mm -hmm. how our Snapchat following is, has gone, but uh, we really feel like it's necessary to, um, you know, reach the students uh, we have a tech sure. club that we've been working on that is is really good to help push our student rush tickets, but um, Snapchat is is where we're trying to move on the student side. And, mm -hmm. and as Holly said, that demographic is probably 15 to 25, maybe even pushing a, a little bit close to under oh, wow. 30. Um, it, well, that's, and that's I think that really interesting. In well, and before before we get away from Snapchat, though, because mm -hmm. I do think that's sort of uncharted territory, I, 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 I did come across one other sort of success story that I think really plays to the demographic you're talking about, which is Price Waterhouse uh, got a big award this past year for one of the best use of social media, and it was for their involvement with the Academy Awards. And they were trying to raise awareness of their, you know, 80-plus year involvement with the ceremony, and so they... they filmed this whole Snapchat campaign story revolving, revolving around the journey of the Oscar ballot briefcase. And it, it ended up, and so it was like all these shots of the briefcase making its way from New York City to California. And I just thought that's a really sort of ingenious way to use the platform 
and tell a story and sort of highlight not only your event but you know your your um, your area. You know, for a convention center, mm -hmm. it's all about the destination. And I thought, gosh, how could we work that into you know some of our events or or our coverage? It didn't, it ended up increasing Price Waterhouse, which seems like kind of a well. Forgive me, Price Waterhouse. It's kind of a snooze, you know, sort of B two B company, but it increased their impressions on Twitter by 136 times. So, you know, again, and that's a demographic that the Academy Awards and you know a B two B company wouldn't necessarily be seeking, but they know they have to now. 15 to 25 year olds. That's that's incredible. So, yeah, I just wanted to kind of share that too as another sort of example of ways it could be used tied to an event. You know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so tell us tell us about the analytics. I want to get back to that, Tammy, and how that's captured, and 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 how you kind of determine what your ROI is on these campaigns. Yeah. Um, well, ROI on the digital side is way easier to track than on the traditional media side, which is probably one of the failings of traditional media today is that we're not able to track. Now, again, online, you know, most. Newspapers have their digital um, piece as well as their print piece, and again, because of our demographic, you know, not only sitting in the heart of the Midwest, but our age demo, print is still important to us. Um, however, there's still no way to track that uh, unless you're doing it through their digital product. Um, so we use, with our ticketing system, we're able to do something that we call came from codes. So anything that we put out on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, all of those links are um, also have the came from code to it. So if they're going to look at it, if they're going to purchase, we know we know where they're coming from because of that came from code. Mm -hmm. So all of you out here out there listening, if you're not using that sort of analytic piece, you need to start using it so you can track it and make decisions, especially those of you with limited resources that may have to decide on one form of social media or the other. And um, that also helps you when you're, when you're tracking it with any shows that you're trying to book and come in when you can say, you know what, we just had John Mellencamp in, I can tell you what our um, reach was and what our engagement was based on you know, across these three platforms. So we know we can use that for Brian Setzer, but it may not work for Daniel Tosh because it's a different age age group. Are you guys finding that you're spending a few extra dollars to boost these campaigns on Facebook and other sites? We are. Um, maybe not a, a huge amount. Um, we ha since I've started with um, the Iowa State Center and Venue Works, I've been here a couple of years this month, and uh, we have doubled our advertising. But what that looks like is maybe from 100, 150 to 300 dollars for um, paid posts on Facebook, and that would be a combo of paid posts for Facebook and Instagram. Um, whereas just a couple of years ago, we were using maybe less than half of that. On Facebook and for social media, um, and that you know you, you can get a lot so for your yeah, yeah. It's extremely reasonable. Seems a little goes a, a long ways. <laughs> it does. It really does. You get a big bang for your buck as far as social <laughs> media. Absolutely. I think. And now I think we, one of the other things. Oh, sorry. No. Go ahead. I just think what. One of the other things that we're trying to do with our social media is really find those um, 
followers that are um, that share our message for us. So we use the shares a lot. We look a, a lot to those people that are consistently sharing. Sometimes reaching out to them directly if we're, you know, if we're needing help or just trying to engage them a little bit more. And we're looking to do more of that um, because. Uh, as far as you know, Facebook changes its rules all the time about what's showing up in your newsfeed sooner or later, and what's paid and what's what's organic. And now, pretty much, I mean, one of the reasons we're spending more is because they've set they have a new set of rules, and it's not as organic anymore. You really kind of have to do mm -hmm. the paid. Um, but organic still exists, at least in in in. Um, those people that are sharing that are kind of leaders in, in that in that instance. So speaking of sharing and 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 something you touched on that I kind of want to explore a little further is the, the that inner direct communication and direct interaction that you have with mm -hmm. your customers through social media and how you might be using that in in unique ways because I've I've been with organizations that that did understand the you know the importance of being able to respond in a timely manner and an appropriate manner and we just didn't have mm -hmm. the resources to do that and so how do you, how do you manage that? I think social media kind of becomes a part of your daily life. Well, um, with with a venue and with um, Stevens Auditorium and the Iowa State Center, um, we all have our cell phones handy and the computers are there. Um, we basically just kind of um, follow the life of the show and um, live the show. We we just keep our eyes open all the time. Um, and sometimes, you, you know, if you can get notifications on your cell phone of posts that were made that um, tag your venue or if they're mentioning you in a post, I always like to go back and just like what they've commented on or um, reply from Stevens Auditorium. And I see that we have quicker growth in the number of people that like our Facebook page, too, when we're going back and liking things that they're posting, or if um, you know they they make certain comments, and then we can reply right away. It, it's just it keeps the engagement going, and they're always sharing, and it it just adds to the overall. Um, sure. Yeah, and I would I would plan. just add um, two notes of caution for those um, uh, people that aren't in marketing managers executive directors that might want to become involved or part of it. I am part of the crew that gets, there are probably four of us that get it on our phone, so we're mm -hmm. all kind of covering each other. Um, what I learned uh, was that if I opened up, if I got a notification and I opened it up right away to see what it was, that meant that everybody else on the team thought that somebody had replied or it would get lost. So uh, I stopped doing that because I'm not the primary responder. I'm kind of like the backup to the backup. And um, so I now am very careful on my phone how I look at it because when I do it on my laptop, it's a different, I mean, it's just it's set up differently. So, so that's kind of a note of caution to any of you who maybe kind of want to jump in and, and, uh, and figure it out. But... Um, and then we do, if we do question. have anything, 
controversial that comes up, it's really a discussion amongst the team before we respond to it. Most of our stuff is, you know, what time's the show, what time does the door is open, do you have a playlist, you know, I'm going to come, you know, I'm bringing my mom, she can't walk very well, how should I come into the building? Um, so those interns have, um, we have a great set of interns um, here and we, we feel that we train them pretty well and we allow them to have that. I know that it used to be said, how could you turn over your social media to an intern, but, you know, we feel that they're trained just like our full-time and part-time staff are, mm -hmm. and we use them, uh, we utilize their, their skill set. Um, so that's, you know, kind of a note of caution. If you <laughs> decide you're going <laughs> to jump in and help as a manager, you, you really need to understand what you're doing. Yeah. I, Thank you. I'm curious, though, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just really curious, are you... Are you using your personal Facebook accounts, or are you setting up a separate sort of professional account with the work email versus maybe a personal email? Yeah, so that's the second note of caution I was going to say. You absolutely have to be sure you're responding back on the on the on your building Facebook and not your own mm -hmm. or Twitter. I mean, there's plenty of cautionary tales out there yeah. about um, somebody at work posting, you know. Typically, it's the other way around. Something you thought you were posting personally uh, got posted onto <laughs> your work, you know, your work social media. So we, I, I am very careful about that. In fact, I tried to post something the other day. I tried to share something on my Facebook page, but because off my phone, but because um, I think you have to. I don't know if you have to do something special, but it ended up. I ended up resharing it back to the Stevens Auditorium page, and I knew I did it right away, so I was able to go in and delete it. But um, then I just went to my, you know, computer to share it. So you do have to be very careful. I mean, and I don't even know how you set up your phone. Somebody at the office set it up for me, and it's on there. And that's really the extent of my knowledge. It's like the reply all on your email. Don't reply all. Read, read it first. Don't reply all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I, have, I think you yeah, brought up a oh, Go ahead, sorry. No, 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 Shelly, you had it. No, because you bring up a good point because what I hear often is, oh, we don't have a staff member that can do it. It takes so much time and energy, and I think what you guys are doing is great because it's not just one person. It's multiple people that love doing it and are having fun doing it, and it really does just take a couple minutes. So I think if you, do you guys plan your posts ahead of time, use any tools, content calendars, or what has been useful for you guys to plan ahead? Because that seems to take the most time is just planning what you're going to post if it's not instant, like a picture and then post. Mm -hmm. It does, and planning does take, it does take time. And it, it's kind of, it's good to plan. So if you have um, shows coming up, you can um, post videos from the artist and comments and things like that. Um, those are really nice and easy to plan, and um, just get out there and schedule them on Facebook, which is really nice. I love that option that we have. Um, I meet with our interns um, each week on mon Monday morning, and we come up with a list and ideas, and they just are given that, and they can just run with it and put those posts together. We all have an opportunity to proof the post, Tammy and I and the interns, and we have some other people internally, too, that can just take a peek at them, and if they have any comments or need 
we need to make any changes or edits, we all have a chance to do that. So that's really nice. Um, and then we do have to just kind of take it show by show. And when the show's here, performance day, we, um, you know, those are things you just can't plan. So we look for unique opportunities around the venue when they're here. If they've got, um, you know, Tammy snapped a couple of pictures of the once trucks when they were unloading for that musical that kicked off our series. And so we post that and just let people know we're excited that they're here and just try to generate excitement and engagement that way too. All right, so. and Holly just touched on that. We really do try to engage our whole staff, mm -hmm. um, not just the marketing folks to um, have that, you know, who have, because pretty much everybody does have a cell phone, is to take a quick photo of something they see, get it over to Holly and her team, and then we post it. And we have a staff meeting on Monday, and Holly's presentation will be, uh, the marketing piece will be to the staff saying, hey, don't forget to do this. Whether it's, whether it's um, food and beverage, you know, we had a recent post, uh, we do Rice Krispie Treats as our gift, and so, um, and our kitchen crew puts that together, our food and beverage staff, so they took a couple quick shots of, of little pink houses and Rice Krispies um, and uh, that we gave to Mellencamp and posted that. So a lot of times some of it's kind of that behind the scenes. You're really trying to build that engagement stuff you might not be able to see. Um, you know, we have to watch it specifically on our contemporary acts. We can't really go backstage and take a lot of photos. Um, but with our series shows, it's, it's a little bit easier. So, you know, tomorrow night with Under the Street Lamp, um, I'll go back there. Um, Holly and I will both be back there just seeing if we can find, you know, see their dress, take a picture of their dressing room sign or as they're loading in, as they're putting up the street lamp maybe, just anything to engage. That's great. I, that's, I love that advice. I, I wrote that down. Like we do. We need to engage all staff and, and I'm just thinking what great mm -hmm. shots. You know, the operations guys are going to get and the electricians are going to get. You know, they're going to get the right. view. <laughs> The view from the loading dock, so to speak, that really behind-the-scenes stuff. But listen, we, we are almost done. I have one more question, and then I want to give it to Shelley for the last word. But um, this, And this is something that we haven't really touched on, and I, I, I'm not looking for anything long and drawn out, just your opinion here. So with the development of Twitter over the last many, many years, are formal press releases a thing of the past? Are, are, they, the di are they a dinosaur? I would say no, not at all. Okay. Um, okay. It's a great tool for us. We have a lot of rural communities here um, that just surround our venue and um, smaller newspapers and, and smaller radio stations and they still utilize those things and it's important for them to have, have those pieces of information come straight to them. And it's a great way for uh, the Des Moines Register, even our larger, our state newspaper basically, um, provides them with all the information that they need, um, or at least to get started. Right. So I really do think they're they're still important, and I don't think they're out of date at all. Right, and the press releases we send out typically have video links embedded into them, so you can use them across a variety of, of mediums. So I mean, I agree. I think the press release is going to stay there. I think that you know we've. You've got that Twitter, but at the end of the day, I know this is about social media, but I think everybody should know and should be using it. Email is still king. It's not dead. Everybody thought email was <laughs> going to die five years ago. And it's still, um, I mean, that's as major a piece of our marketing plan as 
traditional media and social media is email. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, I think this is absolutely great, and I think we all know that we have to do it. Social media isn't going anywhere. We're not alone, and you know, have fun while we're doing it. And ultimately, I know we take a lot of our content ideas from other Facebook pages, so we check out your guys' Facebook pages and other companies, and I would love to hear just real quick, what is one of your guys' favorite campaigns that you've personally done or maybe have seen that you hope to do soon? So just, you know, those that are listening can maybe try some of those campaigns as well. Anything ring a bell come to mind? Well, um, I'll do mine first while Holly thinks about it. One of the things we did last year, and it kind of follows on what Alexis just said about Price Water Cooper House, however that goes, uh, is we did... That, that um, alone made me feel more hip, thank you. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Um, is, uh, well, probably because I think that has to do with, like, uh, numbers and fi accounting, which is why I have no idea what it is. Um, <laughs> but we did a campaign last year for our Nutcracker. It was our thir 35th anniversary of the Nutcracker, and we went out and bought a five-foot Nutcracker. We named him Stevie because of Stevens Auditorium. And we took him around in the community, and you took pictures, and you tried to guess where Stevie was. So we used okay. it um, mm -hmm. uh, in a number of places. Last year we used it in particularly places of business. This year I think we're going to go a little bit deeper into it and actually just put it around town at, so people can go find Stevie um, besides just having it where our Nutcracker dancers were or at the library. I think mm -hmm. we're going to go a little bit further in that. But I really like that concept. I think we're going to grow. We're going to keep it and grow on it, but, you know, it's that kind of interaction of, Oh, let's go. You know, and Stevie would, um, you know, have different ticket offers too. You know, we attach a different ticket offer and signage to it, depending on where you'd find it that day. So, That's Holly, awesome. do you have a okay. awesome. You know, I just love our Gordon Lightfoot paintings. I have to say, <laughs> we've done some great stuff with Blue Man Group and our local baseball. You know, the Iowa Cubs uh, last year, but I really, I'm still liking the the painting. This is one of my favorite. So, so far. <laughs> awesome. I think it's great. And then I think um, a lot of um, planning and partnership went into it. And um, I can't, um, you guys, thank you for being our guest. And thank you, Alexis, for being my, my partner in crime and my coffee and wine buddy. And <laughs> Always. Always, Shelly. Yeah, no, thank you, Tammy and Holly, so much. This has just been awesome to, to have you with us today, and uh, and we, we certainly appreciate your time and all of your valuable uh, input and expertise. So thank you. Well, and one, one final pitch. Please go to uh, Stevens Auditorium and like our page. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Good. Good. Yeah, call. I think we could all do that. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. So, Shelly, before we go, do you want to tell everybody about our next podcast topic? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, we just confirmed um, the new IAVM president will last for a few months now, and CEO Brad Main is going to be our guest. So our um, live podcast will be Friday, December 2nd, and so we're going we're gonna to ask him the tough questions, so <laughs> or as tough as possible, but we're going to have him let loose a little bit, have some fun, and so we're really looking forward to that, and we can't um, 
thank him enough for committing to um, sitting down with us and um, chatting. So thank you, and um, thank you, Alexis, Tammy, and Holly. Thank you. And thank everyone. You. Right, everyone. Have a great day. Keep your eyes open for uh, our next episode of the Venue Coffee Break. And thanks to our engineer, Greg. Shout out to Greg. Thanks again, buddy. Thanks, everybody. All right. Bye.